Swamiji, in a previous program you talked about art as being idealized reality. Can you expound on that a little bit more? Well, I was thinking after that that it is idealized reality. I said it should be, but it actually is because even when an artist tries to be realistic, he can't help changing it according to his own consciousness. So the main thing about art is that it must be an expression of consciousness. And I think the idea that I expressed yesterday that art is uh, idealized uh, reality, I think that it must be that we understand that art can express different because there are different levels of reality. A person who is uh, only thinking in terms of lower realities, food, sex, uh, revenge, uh, greed, that sort of thing. That kind of person, his reality will be lower than that of a person who is thinking of God and his realities are tending to expand the consciousness to get rid of the ego and so on. Art should be an inspiration. It should help people to rise on the ladder of evolution toward their soul, source in God. Well, Swamiji, it seems as though a person creating art would by necessity express his own consciousness. That's what I'm trying to say. He can't help it. He can't help expressing. But as I mentioned in my last talk, Picasso, for example, um, he's, when he shows a disjointed person, he's showing schizophrenia. He may do it very well. He may do a superb job of expressing schizophrenia. Why? Why bring people down? I think the purpose of art should be to help them. Art should, in a sense, be a priesthood. A beautiful way of thinking about it. So art should always try to uplift. Yes, yes. Swamiji, is beauty always only in the eye of the beholder, or is it? Is there something broader than just that? Well, inasmuch as everything is consciousness, the beholder is consciousness, but even the rocks are beholders. In a sense, you can't really say that. But there's the infinite consciousness which is behind everything. And I think that beauty is one of the aspects of God. Sundaram. Love, beauty, power, um, joy, bliss, calmness, all these things. But is there an absolute standard that can be applied? I don't think there can be an absolute beauty because to go beyond, beauty is a form and truth is beyond form. Beauty is color and truth is beyond color. Mm -hmm. Beauty is something that you can see and you have to go beyond what you see because God is invisible. So you have to say this is a stage on the way to God. I've, I've said it a moment ago that beauty is an aspect of God. I'd say it's an aspect on the ladder to God. Swamiji, when people are striving to create art, I'm sure most people are trying to get inspiration to go forward. How do they tune into a higher consciousness? Well, here we use the word higher um, advisedly. Heaven isn't up there in the clouds. Hell isn't down there 
I mean, they've never, with an oil gusher, had little imps coming up. And on in Australia, which is the opposite side of the planet from America, people aren't walking upside down, and they still think of heaven as up for them, which is down for us. It's not anything to do with the planet or with what we think of as up outwardly. It's an inward thing. When your energy rises, when you feel happy, you look upward, everything feels high. When you feel depressed, everything pulls your energy downward, you feel heavy, you sit heavily. You, that uh, statue of Rodin, the thinker, to me he looks like he has a bellyache. <laughs> it, it's just, uh, um, art should be that which helps to uplift the consciousness. And uh, I think that that depends, of course, upon the consciousness of the artist. But I think he himself, whatever level he is on, he should try to bring people upward. And it's much easier to express that which brings you downward. Mm -hmm. It's much easier in writing to express anger than to express peace and kindness. It's much easier to ex express violence than it is to express things that uh, make you calm and expansive and so on. So art will tend to be negative, but it should not. It, um, for the, ultimately, we should think of it this way, that the supreme masterpiece of every artist ought to be himself. He should do his art, he should paint, sculpt, write, compose, whatever it might be, above all, to help himself to rise. And if he's only trying to agitate people, um, when you listen to rock and roll music, you're hearing something that pulls the mind downward. And it may excite you and you may feel uh, happy with that, but it's wrong for you, it makes you darker. There was a woman, I mentioned this in one of the programs quite some time back, but she um, tried to commit suicide. Fortunate she, fortunate, fortunately, she was saved from it. But in that state where she was in an out-of-body experience, a near-death experience, she experienced hell. And she was in this state where people were not really conscious. They were sort of in a um, limbo. Mm -hmm. And she saw people dressed in ancient Grecian costumes and 17th century, 18th century French costumes. They'd been there for evidently a long time, just like this. And they'd rejected life, but you, you can't kill yourself finally. You have to come out of that sometime. And what happened in her case was that this light came into that region. Sometimes people respond to it. She responded to it quickly, and they brought her back. But she said that the vibration of that area was that of heavy metal rock music. And uh, she's been on a campaign since then. I don't know if she's still alive for that matter, but she wrote this in a book some years ago. But uh, to get people to understand the great wrong they're doing in getting interested in this kind of music, it may be exciting, but it depresses the consciousness. 
Music, I think, more than any kind of the arts, has a direct impact upon our consciousness. It's very important that it uplift. And music has that uh, impact on us because we are made from... Well, we're everything in... You know, in the Bible it says, in the beginning was the Word. And the Word was with God, and the Word was God. Well, the Word does not mean the Bible. I mean, God didn't create the Bible and then create the earth and the sky and everything. The Word means vibration. Your Word is the vibration of your thoughts. And so Word, in this case, is God, when He created the universe, vibrated a part of His consciousness into outward manifestation. He didn't have any wood to make a table out of. He didn't have dirt to make earth out of. He had nothing. He had to make it out of his consciousness. And so he manifested the universe out of his consciousness. It's all a dream. But he vibrated first in, in uh, um, thought. Then he vibrated those thoughts more grossly in the form of energy. Then he vibrated that energy more grossly in the form of solid matter. But now we can say these things, and without having people say, well, you know, it's deep, it's known. Science has proved that matter is only a vibration of energy. And uh, that energy, um, there are higher kinds and lower kinds, but the energy is vibration too. We are vibration. Our thoughts are vibrations. This very thought that I am a human being separate from you and you is a vibration. It's a little wave, but a wave is a vibration. So everything is vibratory. And since vibration is sound and light, everything is sound and light. But sound is a more immediate impact on the nervous system. Therefore, music is so impactful on us. Well, Maji, as we move into greater awareness of this world as energy, will the arts themselves evolve also? I would like to think that they will. I would like to think that people like Picasso are going to be discarded as garbage. <laughs> I just don't like his work. He may be famous, he may um, be good at what he did, but I don't like it because it doesn't uplift me. I, I think that I've written a book called The Time Tunnel. It's a very, it's a fantasy, of course. But these people go through this time tunnel into timelessness and evolve into the future also. In the past, they skate through history, past and present and future. And uh, they're able in that future time to, uh, what was I saying here? Talking <laughs> about energy and... Uh, and the arts evolving as the age of yes, they have art, they have paintings on their wall, and those paintings they select according to uh, they like the artist or they like the person he's depicting. When I have a picture in my house, I want it to be something that I like, mm -hmm. not just something that's good. <laughs> Why should I have something that's famous if it's going to depress me? I'd like to think of it as a friend either because the artist is somebody I like, or better still, also that his subject is something that I like. Mm -hmm. And I think that the friendliness of art is an important aspect of it. 
So in this time period, they can project those pictures. They have a stock of hundreds of them, and uh, they can project them as light with frames on the, on the walls, and they can change the pictures and everything. But they, all the beautiful thing about those paintings is that they're all lit from behind. Mm -hmm. It's not just reflected light. Mm -hmm. So it's a pleasant fantasy, but uh, mm -hmm. I, I feel quite strongly on the subject of the importance of art being something that will help to make you feel better. I, I think that's very important. When a person depicts Christ on the cross, then why not at least depict his compassion, mm. not just his suffering? Mm -hmm. And his forgiveness. Sir. Forgiveness, his thought, forgive them for they know not what they do. He wasn't thinking of suffering. He was thinking of people's needs and how they've rejected God all these centuries.